you pray with me, please? God of love, God who is love, according to the scriptures and according to everything that you reveal to us in Christ and in your Holy Spirit. We thank you for being your church in Christ, your church in everlasting love, extended to every single human being on this earth. And every person on this planet stumbles, O oh Lord. And you are there for every single person to be lifted up. And so may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto thee, O oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer, either through us or in spite of us. Be to us thy people, we pray. Amen. Amen. Good morning. I'm very, very grateful to be with you today after a very challenging week. The, the people of the United Methodist Church worked hard at our special global conference last week to resolve issues of human, human sexuality that divide many people in our church. And the short story is that they weren't able to resolve those differences. And while a plan was passed by a majority of the conference voters, many parts of that plan violate our church's constitution. In our bishop's message, which I can share with you after worship in our uh, pastor circle meeting here in the sanctuary, affirms his earlier forecast that based on likely rulings of our church judicial, judicial branch, uh, we're going to continue as we are for now while we try to resolve these issues. Yet unity is the mission of the United Methodist Church. Amen? Amen? God asks us to come together in God's living presence to seek that unity. And the more types of people and the more types of views that we have, the more likely we are to be obeying God's command of love to God's standards. For many people, though, being united means being united with people like themselves. Some people do this in tribes like themselves, or nations by themselves, or clubs like themselves. But the United Methodist Church is not a tribe, right? It's not a nation. It's not a club. The United Methodist Church is a global society of Christian disciples who make new disciples to transform God's world into the image of God's love. Amen? And that's for everyone. Everyone. Absolutely everyone. Why everyone? Why can't our mission as United Methodist Christians stop with those who we like? Or those who are like us? Or those who think like us? Because our mission as United Methodists goes higher, wider, deeper, and further, because that's where God's love wants to go. In spite of how we limit our love, God died for us on a cross and rose from the dead so that we could all be like God as much as we can, for as many as we can, as often as we can, wherever we can, with all that we can, for as long as we can. Amen? And that's the reflection of God's love for us that God wants in God's world as the United Methodist Church. 
And that's a very high standard, isn't it? It seems almost as high and as amazing a challenge as when those disciples of Jesus saw him transform on that mountaintop we just heard about. As Jesus was transformed up there, shining in a brilliant light, the prophets Moses and Elijah appeared and spoke with Jesus. And a disciple named Peter was there. And Peter was very outside of his comfort zone. And he tried to, to speak with Jesus in terms of what Peter knew, that Jesus was a great prophet of Israel and Israel's Savior. But God sent away Moses and Elijah and assured Peter and the other followers of Jesus that Jesus was God's son. Listen to Jesus, God said, because Jesus is God and reveals everything who makes God, God. Jesus is our standard for the world. Not because he was a man, not because he was straight or gay or white or black or Asian or a Jew or wise or powerful or anything that we use as standards as humans. Jesus is our standard because his love reflects the mountaintop standard of love that God offers us and by which God judges us. All the laws of the world can judge us. Our own sense of who or what is right can judge us. But the ultimate standard for judging who we are and how we are in the love of God is Jesus. God. Be like God. Let's say it again. Be like God. Be like God in Jesus Christ. And, and the only way that we can do that is together, reflecting the diversity of God's love for us. And includes people who are really outside our comfort zone sometimes. And it includes often and people who have hurt us, sometimes deeply. It's never God's will to have us hurt people for the sake of our own power and satisfaction, is it? No. But sometimes people who are meant to love must stay apart for a while to allow them to heal, of course, and to grow. Sometimes together is not always right together. And sometimes we grieve over our wounds with Jesus and others together to find a way forward as we're trying to do with our church. But Christian discipleship is meant to give us a higher, deeper, wider, and longer and longer-lasting power of God's love in us so that we can all turn to God together and to learn together how to do things greater than all we could ask or imagine. Now, we can say these things, and we can even try doing these things, but sometimes we don't realize just how much we've been saying them and doing them well inside our comfort zones. We have sometimes a sense of privilege about who we are and how we are that lubricates our relationships with the world and take away our privileges and the challenges of following Jesus Christ are more clear. Before I came here as your pastor, I worked as an assistant at First United Methodist Church in Middletown. 
And one day I received a message from a mother of a student in a local college. And her child, born a boy, had told her that she was actually a woman and wanted to change her sex. And her mother was heartbroken. And she came from a very traditional culture in another country. And she was very religious and wanted guidance and strength. And she wanted desperately to communicate with her child. And her child, a young adult, was heartbroken. Because she wanted only to be who she heard her heart telling her who God had made her to be. And she wanted to end communications with her parents. Both were grieving and very hurt. And yet, God loved them both just as they were. Our culture and our conformity to our culture offer us privileges. When our conformity to that culture changes, our privileges change very often. But conforming to our culture is not God's priority, amen? God's priority is love for all, as God loves us. And when we claim that priority, when we step out of the comfort zone of our culture that protects us into God's zone of comfort, we are vulnerable. This mother was vulnerable to the judgment of her culture and her expectations of herself in her own culture. Her child was vulnerable from more angles than we can possibly count or imagine. Uncertain about how any culture would accept her ever again, just as she believed God meant her to be. My sisters, my brothers, and my siblings of indeterminate and ambiguous sexual identity, all of us seeking to be in Christ, we're all meant to be together in Christ, period. We're all sinners, we've all fallen short, let's get over that, and we all need to be humble in the sight of our saving God, as the disciples of Jesus were on that shining mountaintop. And we all need the saving love of God in Christ, but none of us, even though we sin, are sin itself because of who God has made us. We all need to remove that veil between us and the God who wants to save us all together and proclaim the truth of who we are together to the world in Christ, saved together in the love of Christ. Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, an early church in Corinth, Greece, that we read about in his first letter, reveals changes in that community. We can see that this church had grown in their discipleship. They had put aside many differences. They had let go of sins and affirmed the strength together in their diversity. And they had come to love one another in Christ. And so, speaking to these more mature Christians, he asked them to come out and to announce in public who they were in Christ. Because until we can proclaim in public who we really are, 
We don't really have the privilege to be who we are. I'll say it again. Until we can proclaim in public who we are, we really don't have the privilege to be who we are. Until we come out as who we are as children of God, we're less than who we are as God's children. Captives to our shame and our secrets. Like that church in Corinth, we have started real growth together here as Christian disciples. And some of you have crossed this from now on line, literally and spiritually, into a journey of real Christian discipleship. We need not be ashamed of ourselves or one another when we do this. We will always have our faults. But as we purify our minds and our hearts and our bodies together, as we become more like God together, we can start to come out as who we are in public and to proclaim in words and in deeds who we really are in Christ. People who try to be like God together for the sake of everyone in God's world in Christ, even and sometimes especially when we lose our privileges. This is a time for public declaration of the good news of Jesus Christ. Some people want to frighten us if we don't conform to their expectations of who we should be in human culture. Christ invites us not to give in to that fear, even if we lose our privileges. And as United Methodists, we don't have to give in to the extraordinary discipleship that we can offer to one another in God's world. I have some pins like this. Oh, God, Jesse. Okay? Just like this one right here. And they're going to be on the table going into our fellowship hall after worship. And I can get more if you want them. And I challenge you to wear these pins in public. Be grateful for your church in public, with or without this pin. Be your church in public, with or without this pin. But most of all, I challenge you to let people know how you really are in public, a United Methodist Christian. And if they ask you, what's that? Your answer should be really simple. We're people who love Jesus, and we love you, no matter who you are. That's it. Because that is who we are. Come out. Tell the world who you are in Jesus Christ. Claim who you are as a United Methodist Christian. It is our deep privilege from God to be one. Amen. It's time now for the prayers of people when we lift up our joys and concerns, our victories and our defeats. We pray again for the family of Emily Belanger and we pray in gratitude for all the good people of our church that 
helped to make her memorial service yesterday so memorable and so loving and so good. We pray for Patty Grant. We pray that her legs will heal. We pray continually again for the family of Tom down in Tom's place. We pray for Joyce to beat malignant melanoma. We pray for Joshua and Johnny, Ryan. We pray that God will saturate them with blood. A beautiful prayer. And we pray in mourning for the family of Juris Petroli, I would say. Juris Petroli. A loved loss. Pray for our community. Please, God, give my good health and blessing and good future. Please give me good health and blessing and a good future by Angelina. We pray so. she can come for Christmas this year and that mommy comes too. I pray for a full recovery for Paul Skylock after a car accident who needs special brain surgery for recovery. You know those feelings. You know those feelings deep in our heart. I would add one more that we continue to hold in prayer the United Methodist Church, a global community of Christians, millions of people around the world who are learning to love God in Christ. What an amazing and daunting task that is. People from the Americas, people from South America, people in Africa, people in Asia, people in Europe. How can we all love God together? We are the church in the world that is trying harder than any other to try and make that happen for real in new and amazing ways. And I pray that we will do it right that everybody here will feel that they have the privilege of feeling welcome, that others will feel welcome, and that the world will feel welcome in Christ. Let's pray together. Gracious God, thank you for your perfect love that dazzles us sometimes. Your love is like amazing light on the most beautiful sunrise. Your light is like an amazing summer day when we're just basking in your love. And we pray that everybody in the world will learn how to bask in your love as you brought to us in Jesus Christ. Heal these hearts that have presented their prayers to us. Heal everybody in the Christian world, that we may put aside differences and focus on love and let go of everything that separates us from love. Help us never to see ourselves as a sin, but as people 
who are worthy of your love, not through what we've done, but through your willingness to bring us all together. And we pray for these things in the everlasting love of Jesus Christ our Lord. Thank you for life. Thank you for being here with love. Love is why we're here. It's period. Let's spread that love now. As we present our tithes and offerings for the glory of God's Word. And I invite you to our pastor's circle uh, presentation and conversation after worship. We will have it in here at about uh, 20 minutes or 15 minutes, depending on how fellowship time goes. Let's say together our charge to keep that we may keep these loving gifts that we got today in our hearts and bring them to the world. Let's say together. We are called in God's spirit to be visible agents of God's love. Go higher in Jesus deeper in Jesus, and wider in Jesus as God's church for God's world. And now, may the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord shine God's face upon us as directly as possible and be gracious unto us. And may the Lord who saves us lift up God's countenance upon us Grant us peace now and forever. May every single person here, so of my God, say, Amen. Amen. Thank you very much for a blessed worship. Go in peace, go in love, and go in the joy of Christ. Yeah, I didn't get here.
Tuesday, but I can put it 